welcome beautiful soul to the Weaving the Wild podcast. In this space, we are reclaiming and remembering the wildish wisdom and knowledge that lies deep within our bones and reconnecting to those parts of ourselves that are both ancient and familiar. We talk about it all, awakening our collective wildness and dropping back into our bodies honoring our cyclical rhythms, connecting to our roots, embracing our intuitive nature and living embodied within the feminine. I'm Rachel Hodgins and I'm honored to be walking this path beside you. Let's dive in. Hello, hello, hello beautiful people. Oh, I feel like I have been absent from here, from much of the world for what feels like months. And when I really looked at it, I realized it's only been like two, three weeks. (laughs) So I don't know, maybe you've noticed a little bit of you know, this corner of the internet is a little bit quiet recently. Maybe you looked for the new moon in Pisces episode and it wasn't there. I'm sorry. I am sorry if you were looking for that. Um, yeah, it's been an interesting time. And for those of you who are regular listeners here, or even for those of you who follow me elsewhere on Instagram, and things like that, you will have probably noticed, maybe not, but you'll probably have noticed that, yeah, I kind of disappeared. And that was kind of on the one hand intentional and on the other hand entirely unintentional and not really planned, um, which is something I want to talk about uh, within this, this episode as well. But so much has happened, guys. So much has shifted, moved, been activated and challenged and it's just been a really 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 interesting time and it's felt delicious it's felt fucking hard it's felt yeah I I I just I wanted to just sit down and tell you about it (laughs) so this is gonna be chatty it's going to be kind of off the book I've just kind of dot pointed the main things that I wanted to touch on on what's been kind of happening. And so this is almost like a recap kind of like, here's where I've been um, and here's what I've kind of been moving through recently. That's what this episode is about. And while I'm, I'm sharing and talking about my own personal experiences over the last few weeks, hopefully somewhere, somewhere within this episode, I hope that there's like a little nugget or something that kind of like speaks or, you know, speaks to you, piques your interest or kind of resonates or maybe even clarifies something that you've been experiencing as well. So settle in, <laughs> grab a cuppa, I've got mine and let's, let's just chat. Let me tell you about where I've been. So I've got to start by sort of just touching on the fact that I started 2023. I started this year on fire and I was very aware (laughs) like when I was feeling completely lit lit up and like really clear motivated like like hungry for uh, this activation that was like just burning and rising within me and a lot of it was to do with my work 
um, so much kind of clarifying landing and like wanting to happen and really, really happening. Um, but it wasn't just work. It was like my, my own physical health, my body, my relationships, all of this stuff. I just felt so crystal clear and had this huge, um, like not just a surge of energy, but it was like just this like burning fire within me of like focus, passion, like desire of like, this is what I want and I am creating it. I am living it and I can do it. And it felt so delicious. <laughs> and I was very aware the whole time as I was kind of in this energy that it was actually kind of contrary to what a lot of people were feeling at the very start of this year. Um, and that's like, that's kind of true for most years. Most Januaries, I, I feel a lot of people don't quite have the like the, the the new year in quotation marks energy and clarity and it, it takes maybe a couple of weeks for that to come sometimes like i i'm a firm believer that 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 clarity also comes in march when we hit aries season um but yeah not only that this year in particular we kind of had that that new year time and we had mercury and mars still in retrograde and so there were a few weeks when for a lot of people, energy just wasn't there and clarity wasn't there. It was still to come. Maybe it still is for you. Um, but I was not in that space. I was the complete opposite of that space. And so, yeah, just wanted to start by kind of giving context there. I was lit up. I was like moving forward and like re in a really grounded, integrated way. And then... <laughs> Then the Leo full moon happened, which was great. I, I actually felt fine. But in the days following the Leo new moon, something shifted. And I can't tell you what exactly. As you will see, as I continue talking, there's a lot of things which, which contributed. But to be completely honest, before any of these major sort of things started actually arising and activated in my life, there was, an, there was a specific shift in energy. I went basically within a day from like energy moving outward, like in peak summer sort of energy to completely retreating. Not even retreating, it's like the energy just stopped. And in that, I was just called totally inwards. I have to kind of interject here and just say if there's like background noise within this episode. I do apologize. I am recording this not in my usual location and I'll talk about that soon as well. But there's there is a little bit of background noise. And yeah, if you hear that, I apologize. So the energy shifted and I found myself just like, whoa, OK, I'm here now. <laughs> Things have slowed, not necessarily in my external world, but I have slowed and it took maybe the space of two or three days my period came earlier than you know early in quotation marks but earlier than expected um and like I was kind of so I entered my inner winter it was a very strange uh menstrual phase it was not normal quote-unquote for me um Maybe I'll talk about that soon when I, when I get to that. But yeah, there, there were just like this period of, of a few days where things just unexpectedly very like um, 
immediately, like it, it happened really swiftly. Things shifted and changed and my energy was called inward. And I just had this thing where I was like on Instagram and I was finding myself scrolling and scrolling. And then I just like had this thing where I was just like, I need to get out of here for a bit. <laughs> I think I'm done with this for a bit. And I, I find in the past, I this is kind of how it happens for me. It's not like I have to build myself up and like I, I plan social media breaks or anything. I just, I reach a moment and it's like, it, I don't even think about it. It's just like the thought has already occurred and it's already a full bodied knowing that Instagram is disappearing from my world for a little bit. Um, and so I... I actually, rather than deleted the app, I set uh, the like the app limit on my phone, which means the lowest you could do was like set it for like one minute a day. So I set it for one minute a day and each day I've kind of like clicked on the, like logged into the app just, just purely so that <laughs> the one minute times out, I don't really look at Instagram, but I just open it up so that that, that limit uh, times out and then it's gone again for the day. Um, and so, yeah, I, I stepped out of Instagram and when I kind of did that, I was also like, you know what, I'm not really feeling the podcast either. It's not that I, you know, don't, obviously I love the podcast, but it was more that I'm like, I, I don't have words right now. <laughs> I don't have anything to say or, you know, I maybe have things to say, but there's, there's no words and the energy, there's no, there's no energy that is wanting to be directed to putting words into a podcast episode right now. And so that went as well. I was just like, okay, this is happening. Basically, I'm going to go on this like impromptu hiatus <laughs> um, and step back a lot from work, which was again, such a complete shift from literally just a few days before. <laughs> Um, and in that, like I should say, I was still seeing, you know, still seeing like my one-on-one clients. Um, and you know, there was still like the, the, the bam, when I say the bare minimum, like the things that like, I'm kind of committed to within my work, I'm still doing, but this is a thing I, I have around like the podcast and, and things like that as well, where it's like, yes, I, I do have a framework. Yes. I do have this like desire to be able to provide consistent content and for the most part I do but I also have really like broken the story and like this is one that I, I definitely used to have that I have to produce like this is an absolute 100% commitment and people are relying on me to produce a podcast episode week in week out that's actually not true that is a story and responsibility that I have set for myself which can change. <laughs> like I can literally desire and aim and like, you know, intend to produce consistently within this podcast, but I'm not getting paid for it. And it's like, you know, it's not like there's like specific people or work that I have committed to. So really this like, um, like rule that I've set for myself, it's something that I have placed upon myself, this expectation I've placed upon myself. And so I've kind of like, yeah, I, I don't hold that anymore. So when I do feel the desire to like step back, I really do. And that might be for one episode. It might be for three months. Who knows? In this case, it was about three weeks. So that's kind of where this started. And what I really first wanted to kind of touch on, the first note that I've said is energy shift slash 
response. And this is like really, really key in a lot of what I, I work with and what, what I teach in living an embodied feminine life is the ability to respond and not resist what is happening, but look at what's happening, meet what is happening and respond to what is happening. And so in that moment, when I felt the energy shift, I woke up one day and I was like, hmm, this is gone. <laughs> and then the next day it was still gone. And, you know, it wasn't just that like I was having an off day. It was bigger than that. And I, I knew that I could feel that this was different to just having an off day. Something was calling me inward. And so I witnessed it and I responded to that piece, to what is present here and now. And I, I did what I needed to do. I left Instagram for a bit, unknowing when, like, you know, how, for how long. I was just like, okay, I don't know when I'll be back, but here we go. I didn't even share that I was going. <laughs> I literally just like stopped posting and stopped, stopped looking. Um, and the same with the podcast. So for me, I just like kind of like responded. I took this, like the, the main things that were like feeling icky with, like in terms of the energy I was in. Like I'd think about the podcast and I just didn't like, didn't have that there. It didn't feel right or in alignment. So I'm like, okay, that I need to tend to and a few other pieces as well. And I just allowed myself to drop basically into this energy as best I could. Oh, and then guys, <laughs> Then things started happening and I'm so grateful. I'm so thankful for that spaciousness, which I, I created consciously without really knowing why. I just knew I needed to because what started coming forth, what followed were some real activations. <laughs> Let's put it that way. Um, so one of the things that's really come up to be seen and tended to recently for me has been big themes around safety and resources and yeah, this real sense of safety and security, which was coming through in many, many layers and levels, Whew, big time. So this actually really started, there's like, it, it just kept coming up, guys. You know, when there's like a particular theme in your life and it's like, bam, look at it, bam, look at it, bam, look at it. <laughs> so it, it, it kept coming up. And to be honest, this was actually being activated or, or starting to, to be activated around the time or just before I, I went on my hiatus. So this was already like contributing to the why. I just didn't fully know that yet. Um, but if you follow me on Instagram, you may recall that I, like this is a few weeks back now, but our hot water service broke down. So that was fun. <laughs> um, we went for just under a week without hot water for our house. And part of me kind of loved it in the really practical sense, that sounds really weird, I know, but it actually called me to slow down in a lot of ways. And it called me to like, I don't know, it was a quite a humbling experience. We heated a hu our huge stock pot of like water up on the stove um, so we could have hot water, just like we would kind of um, 
you know, wash in, in the shower with this, with hot water. We had our kettle, we had things that we could kind of do and get by with. And it was just this really like simple, humble time. <laughs> and yet, and yet, I'm going to be really real with you guys. When it broke down, we were given a quote by our regular plumber that was thousands of dollars multiple thousands of dollars and that's not much money for some people for some people that's the equivalent of a million dollars for us at the particular time it was really fucking hard to hear that and you know we had rates due at the same literally the same time and we did not have everything we needed for this unforeseen expense of a hot water service breaking down and so it really shook me and yeah this this theme of of security and safety financial resources started to get activated and I thought it was just about money oh no it's a whole lot more than that but this is where it, it sort of kicked off so for the record we made it work. We have hot water again. We had it after a week or so. Um, and yeah, we just kind of, we made a plan and communicated with, with those who, you know, who could help us. We emailed the council and had our rates deferred for a few weeks and things just to kind of lift the pressure, which just for the record, like I think that's important to know too, is if you are feeling so stuck in a particular situation, like actually speaking to people, asking for support, asking for help and remembering that there's, you know, there's people, there's human beings who are able to listen and receive and hear your story. And most of the time they're going to want to help you. They're going to want to be able to make things easy for you. Um, and so just wanted to put that in there too. But anyway, so the first activation, hot water broke down, huge fuck off bill um, around a time when it basically just made everything feel really, really constricted. Now, there were other things which kind of came up um, during the following weeks, but it really became, it crescendoed one Saturday night or Sunday afternoon when we actually realized that we had been robbed. Our house was entered by an intruder and they took some shit out of our back room. And, oh, I feel like I could... I feel like there's a whole episode I could do and talk about this, but it you can probably imagine. I don't know if you've if you've ever been robbed before. It was the ickiest feeling. We didn't really care about what had been taken. It wasn't that much, and it didn't really have sentimental value. It was just like power tools. Um, but the fact that someone was in our home, in our like literally in our sanctuary, while we were sleeping um really shook both of us and it it like my partner Bo and I but it it really shook me um and it took me a few days to kind of to feel safe again and it was by this point that I was really recognizing that this whole thing around safety and security oh I think it's so much deeper than money it's not just numbers it's a felt sense and it's a felt story, which I was really witnessing coming up for me. And I have to add here that 
while this was happening and it was really interesting a friend asked me recently like um kind of like about my energy as a whole I was sharing you know I've just been like I've just drawn in uh, not in a bad way but this like energy is like decreased it's disappeared and I'm just in this kind of winter void period right now um and she was kind of asking like you know do you feel like you've you've hit that bottom point and you're on the rise up or do you feel like you've still got deeper to go or um you know how how do you feel and when I thought about it I was like do you know what I feel like I I went down and deep pretty quick and I've just I I just stayed there like it was just like very um level (laughs) if that makes sense but it was certainly down there and yet the whole time I think the reason why it felt quite level and not like up down up down up down or deeper 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 was my presence within myself as this was all going on because even though shit was going on (laughs) even though it felt literally like one thing after another and it really was for a few weeks I had this sense of presence within my own body and my own mind where I was like witnessing not in like a dissociated way but I was like witnessing oh this has happened now and yeah I feel pretty thrown by that and this is what I need (laughs) I need some time I need to cry I literally just had the biggest cry um following like after the after we were robbed and then I like had to call the police and they came around and took pictures I don't even know of what and then I went to Bunnings and I bought like all these extra locks and security lights and stuff security camera um and I did all of that and then I got home and then I cried (laughs) just it had to all come out and I knew that I really was I was so entirely conscious even while I was doing it it's like I'm crying and I feel this and I know that I'm, I'm letting it out now this is like the nervous energy this is this is so much more than just like oh this is shit I'm actually releasing um the shock and the fear and all of the stuff you know that that was coursing through my body for the last 24 hours after realizing that we've been robbed so within this whole experience i've been really good (laughs) i've been quite okay um even when it's been challenging even when it's been particularly hard and tight and dense and constricted i've been really present within myself and i feel like that's been a huge um, reason for this happening if that makes sense like I, I feel like when you look at why did this happen what you know what have I gained from all this shit um, that's one of the the activations is like witnessing me and I suppose kind of how how far I've come I hate using those words it's so cliche but witnessing like actually how okay I am and how I really do know how to hold myself and tend to what what is present, tend to what I need um, and, and be able to move through challenge, be able to move through adversity um, rather than just being overwhelmed or overcome and feeling like affected by it. Again, it's this, it's this ability to respond within it. So... This has been a whole thing. (laughs) We're what, 20, 25 minutes in. Um, This has been a huge piece, right? Um, 
something else that really kind of was activated during this time was, you know, there was a whole lot of ancestral grief that was really activating and like coming through me, not just grief. There was actually at times there was grief, but there was more than anything, just this like presence and like ancestors were on my mind. (laughs) And it was like a lot of the stories and things that I was witnessing and, and aware of that were activating in order to be cleared during this time, I was witnessing them as ancestral patterns as well as generational experiences that were just coming up in their own way in their own iteration in my life here and now um but that you know were reflective and and mirroring in a lot of ways the experiences of of generations before me the same sort of stories were were stuck there this huge one around not enoughness, like not um, like not so much worth, but like not having enough. This huge, deep, deeply rooted ancestral story of like, I've only just got enough. Like I'm, I'm just scraping by. This like clawing and working so hard just to survive, like just to scrape through. And these words, not, not enough, like not enough. We don't have quite enough. There's never enough. We've only just got enough. <laughs> these, these words just kept coming through in various shapes and in, in various forms. And something else that happened during this time, I mentioned earlier that I, I had my bleed very early on at, during when all this was sort of starting to be activated. And that it was a really strange, somewhat abnormal bleed for me. Um, And I want to talk about this quickly um, because it led to such an incredible cracking open. And this is where the ancestral piece really started to kind of was activated for me. So my period came on day 25, which is not, you know, that's not out of the ordinary range but for me that's like three or four days earlier than my normal quote-unquote period would arrive and it it showed up quite quite unannounced and it lasted two days of active bleeding which again for me is not really that normal I would normally bleed three to four active days um but this was like two active days and then nothing and it was on the first day that I like, of non-active bleeding anymore, day three of my cycle, that I experienced some of the most, probably the most excruciating pain that I can remember in a very long time, at least. And I won't go into it too much, but I, I couldn't walk. I crawled to the couch. <laughs> I lay there and I just kind of remember lying there and I couldn't get away from the pain and I just remember in a kind of daze just sort of saying help me out loud, help me, help me. And I was like calling on something, the universe, God, angels, something to come and and 
ease this pain. And I was there for a while and then eventually I kind of, as it sort of dissipated eventually, like slowly, I must have dozed off. And when I woke up, I felt so different. I just felt like I had entered the other world. <laughs> like part of what had been shifting, like this energy shift, when I, I say I was, you know, I was witnessing that something um, was moving and had shifted, the energy had changed. And so I, I just went with it. I responded and I allowed, like I pulled back further to allow myself to drop into that. There was this whole piece around like the fact, like even then I felt very spiritually open. Like I felt really like I didn't know what was happening or what was shifting, but I knew there was something that was working its way at that moment that something that was needing to move or integrate or land and I, it hadn't yet so I, I didn't know what it was but I just felt that there was this like you know sort of liminal space <laughs> this like yeah this like time of movement and shifting within the void and so when I had this crazy pain fell asleep and then woke up when I woke up I felt like that was just like door fully opened here I am (laughs) I felt like kind of dreamy a little bit spacey and really like I just it felt so tangible like I'm like this thing I don't know what it is that's trying to like move or shift within me or this change in perspective or consciousness or realization or whatever it is that's you know going to to land at some point but I can it's so close it's like I could reach out and grab it but I just didn't know what it was so but I knew I felt quite um open quite cracked open in the heart space and kind of tender to be honest I knew that there was emotion that also wanted to shift so after waking up I took some time and then I was like you know what I need to sit with this So I made myself some cacao, some beautiful rose-infused cacao from Feel More You. And I lit a beeswax candle, which I had made with my sister at the the winter solstice before. And I sat down, put on some music, and I just sat there. And I called on Mother Cacao and my heart and my womb to show me what needed tending. And guys, this song came on. (laughs) This song came on. It was like this kind of pipe music, like Native American flute music, basically, playlist. And this particular song came on and all of a sudden, it's all I could do. I was just listening. And I was, I just started crying (laughs) because what it felt like, as I closed my eyes and I was listening to this flute and even though my eyes were closed, the flicker, like the warm flicker of the candle, it it made me feel like I was sitting by a campfire with this person playing this, this music right next to me. And the song sounded to me, it sounded homesick, but in the most bittersweet sort of way. And 
what what came through for me in that moment was this like the the story or the, the sense of my ancestors and those to be completely honest it was a, a male presence that I was kind of seeing or hearing through in flashes of imagery and what I felt like they were saying was they were telling me about their home their home in Ireland or Scotland and I'm not sure which and the home that they had left the home that they'd had to leave to come here to Australia and they were telling me like I received this image they were telling me about like what it looked like their favorite part and I could see this like beautiful like rolling hill and the grasses were lit up in this golden afternoon slash evening sunlight and I could feel them saying like oh and it is beautiful they found so much joy in sharing around the fireside about the beauty of their home and yet at the same time there was this like just this deep sadness that they will never see it again and they knew that and I found myself amongst all the tears just talking to them to all of of my ancestors who who left their homes because one way or another all of my ancestors left their homelands and their homes to come here to Australia for me to be here as an Australian and I found myself just saying to them I'm so sorry I'm so sorry that you didn't have any other option or that you didn't see any other option I'm so sorry that you you didn't experience a world that ensured your thriving that saw you thrive and that saw your children and your mother and your you know your parents and your community thrive in your own homeland and I'm so so sorry that you had to leave your your home and the land which has known you and the generations of your family for thousands of years this land that knows you and us so intimately I'm so sorry that you didn't think there was any other option or better option than to leave it in order to survive in order to hopefully create something better for you and those who come after you and there was so much grief that I felt for them and that I think they felt witnessed and validated by and ever since then I've I've just felt them quite close sort of witnessing and wanting to work with me to to rewrite this piece um and, and this ancestral connection and this is something I, I really hope people can breathe into and feel a little bit because sometimes I think there's often like in this situation like as I've just shared there's there can be so much kind of grief or trauma or like 
the idea of ancestral connection is like I have to go into all the the muck and clear it right um which can be a bit off-putting to say the least but it can sound really like that's a big weight to to kind of pick up consciously choose to pick up and then carry and yet like my own experience even though that sounded like very deep and that yes there was grief and there was tears when I feel the truth of ancestral connection there is there's love there's this deep tenderness and that's something that I I really hope people can can feel into especially if you're feeling if you've, you've felt resistance to the idea of ancestral connection or connecting with ancestors and those who came before you or exploring stories and um, you know narr- like generational narratives and patterns is it doesn't have to be from the the lens of all of the shit right we can approach the shit <laughs> with with just deep tenderness and love and compassion and we feel that within ourselves and I feel like that that also comes back to us because whatever that energy is whether it's just the the remnants of of anger or hurt or trauma or whether it is the ancestors themselves these human beings who lived entirely real tangible lives just as real as ours right here now whether it's them who are reciprocating and responding and sending that energy back to us as well there's a, a, a really beautiful tenderness and like sweetness that is available when we are working in the ancestral realms and it's actually why as all of this was happening something that I just kind of that came through that I really wanted to create which is available now is a an ancestral connection collection for you so I'll talk about this maybe at the end of the episode but I wanted to to put together something for you to be able to begin exploring ancestral connection if you haven't already or to deepen if if you have that also doesn't focus just on the hard stuff the crap basically and all of the muck but that like allows you to open like to open and receive the, the just the beauty and the nourishment and the support that is available as we start to delve into this work so i created the ancestral connection collection which is um kind of i've hand selected like very carefully curated um some of the like my favorite recordings and journeys that i have kind of facilitated in the past and recorded that were mostly they were live um within live containers and i've like yeah handpicked like three of my favorite practices and journeys where you can be very tenderly and lovingly guided into ancestral connection with your wise well and healed ancestors so if you're interested in that it's i've made it super super affordable it is three full length journeys so these are decent chunky journeys um, an embodiment practice and also a shorter guided meditation to meet your mother line your red thread Um, so it's all kind of put together in a little collection very very affordable and you can find it in the, the show notes below. But I felt really cool to create that during this time um, because it felt so real and present for me. And I'm like, I want other people to be able to have like, to be supported and have like gentle, easy access to the richness that is available within this sort of work when we soften enough to receive that. 
Okay, so, oh, guys, all right. I've, I've been talking so much and I feel like I still have so much more to say. But basically, I had this, this period of time where so much stuff came up around, again, my sense of safety in the world. And within that, it's a sense of like feeling like the world will and can provide for my thriving um, and clearing this story of not enough. While at the same time, I, I, I've said this to like, I've had this conversation with multiple like clients recently. I felt like Pisces season and like Pisces itself was coming in like at least a week or so before we actually entered Pisces season. Like I felt Pisces coming. It was just washing through. And so like I was already in this state where it was like, oh, I feel open, like so spiritually open, crown chakra open, heart open, receiving. Like that was the whole thing here where I was like, I know there's something coming. I know there's like some revelation or realization, something that's like in the process of like clicking into place and integrating into clarity but I have no idea what it is but I know that it's not for me to seek or to force I know that it's it will reveal itself it will happen on its own and land probably fully formed before me and I all I need to do is just hold the space and I will I will receive it so receiving has been like this huge theme recently and something else that has come or allowed for this more recently, which has made it all the more delicious, is solitude. <laughs> so this was made really, really easy and very tangibly so for me in seeking solitude. In that I have, for the last week or so, I've come to my mum's place to house sit for her while they go away and I always kind of love the opportunity to, to house sit for my mum even though I, I hate leaving Bo and I hate leaving like our, our boys you know our, our dog and our cat um, but I do really well with time completely to myself and solitude holds so much medicine so much for every person <laughs> even if you're a social person solitude is important at times and so I've I've been at my mum's and I'm still here at the moment and what I really love this is going to sound strange but back in October last year my mum's house was severely impacted by floods in in our hometown and like fully inundated washed through they had to run out of their house and could could barely get back in so their beautiful house our mum's place has always just felt like a, a little sanctuary like it's almost like a little resort it's not the the fanciest place but it just feels so so beautiful and it's a real sanctuary and it has now been entirely gutted there's no walls it's a concrete slab with beams <laughs> and probably about 85% of their possessions were thrown out. So there's been, a, you know, there's a bit of heartbreak there. But as I'm looking after their place right now and their, their two doggies who are sitting here beside me sleeping, so if you can hear them breathing and snoring, that's what that noise is. Um, I'm sitting here and they've just like got 
they basically decked out their shed. They put walls up within their shed and that's their living space at the moment. And it's a very simple setup. It's nothing glamorous, but a day or two in like being here, this is going to sound really strange, but I actually felt, I was like, this is like going to like a cabin in the woods. It doesn't have the same beautiful, aesthetically pleasing surroundings as, as woodlands around me, but like there's a big tank of water, which I'll like use to fill up the kettle and, you know, I'll cook outside on the little, the little camp stove and just like there's a, like a true simplicity that feels really, it's kind of like the same sort of thing where our hot water service broke down and I was heating up our hot water in the stock pot. There's like this humbleness and simplicity that just feels really good for my nervous system. <laughs> and, and it's just called me to just become even slower. I know that there is like more integration I know that there's more to come. So as I'm recording this, I don't know if this is going to go up the same week as as I, I record this or whether it, you know, it will come later. But and I don't even know when I'll be back on Instagram. I feel like I'm called there soon, but even I kind of know even when I jump back in there, it's going to be a very different energy for a while and I mean, I still don't think I'll be 100% there. I might be easing back in for a bit. But this time and this solitude at, at my mum's place, like even though their house is gutted and we're living in a shed, um, the garden is still there. And it's kind of thriving, to be honest, after the floods. Like certain things died completely. but And then the rest of things were like, what the fuck just happened after the, straight after the floods? But now... I mean, they say, you know, stay out of the water. I don't know what's in that water, but the plants liked it. Um, And so everything is blooming. The roses are still full and blooming. And I'm just going out there each morning and, and, you know, witnessing the sunrise and watering in in the evenings at dusk. And something that I've noticed myself really tapped into at the moment is just presence in in nature like witnessing not just witnessing but like being truly truly struck and moved by the things that are before me and around me like even just in the last 24 hours it's kind of like wild because it's not about what you're seeing it's about how it impacts you and and how it it feels or, or moves you and like literally yeah in the last day I was like I was watering last night and I looked up and there was this cloud and I was just like, whoa, (laughs) like this cloud felt like it had a presence all like it was this entity all on its own. Like it was just sort of sitting there, not moving, not even like hanging. It was sitting there like watching me. (laughs) I don't know how else to say it. It was like, it was just this huge force, just present. And then a few hours later last night, I was literally just could not take my eyes off this beautiful golden orb spider spinning her web. And she literally had selected a spot that was at my eye height and she was spinning the most, like the hugest, that's not a word, the most ginormous web. It was huge right in my like eye, eye line. 
and I could see everything she was doing. She was so methodical and I'd never seen like literally the silk coming out of the spider before and then she would cut it off and place it and her legs were like manipulating and moving it in this beautiful methodical way. And I was like, I've never seen a spider this big, this close spin a web. And I'm just like, this is huge. <laughs> this is epic. And then I looked up and I could see the the like thinnest crescent moon, like new moon, so crystal clear and sharp on the twilight sky, sitting next to Venus, shining so brightly right beside it. And then just to the right, there was Jupiter shining. And I was like, holy fuck. Holy fuck. <laughs> so within all of this, like what I've really been loving is just this true slowing down so so much which I can't tell you exactly what the meaning is once it's all woven together but I know so much is landing and being revealed to me at the moment and it's all through this willingness to slow down this willingness to drop into the non-doing and to be honest it's not even like the the phrase is not non-doing for me at the moment the phrase that is so present is beingness I've just been in this state of beingness guys and it's felt so good even in all of the I feel like hopefully the the, the challenges <laughs> they say things come in threes there were certainly three particular uh, activations in our world um so hopefully that stuff's over now and I've got like what I needed out of that and I can just continue integrating without being robbed or anything anymore. Um, but yeah, that's that's where I've been. And within it, I have also felt like I, I'm kind of getting what is sort of shifting. Part of that is not necessarily what my work looks like, but my own understanding and approach to my work. Because my work is really, it's it's me. It's an extension of me. And I'm, I'm getting clearer on what that means. And I, I think I'm realizing that part of, you know, we're in Pisces season, guys. And Pisces brings the death and the rebirth. There's a, a dissolution, the dissolving in order to to, to be born again. So we, we do kind of experience certain deaths around this time and the deaths are occurring in order to free us to open us up where we have been attached or you know yet too attached to the density of material world and overly like identifying with with things Pisces clears that dissolves those attachments so that we can we can step into a more expansive iteration and so something that I, I have kind of been noticing is it's not that I don't identify with you know the, the work that I, I've I have been doing it's just that I, I think I'm realizing that it something wasn't quite right there was something that fell a little bit uh, I don't even want to say like out of alignment but there was like something else that just was it's like basically what I've felt and I'm realizing is there's more to me. There's more to my work than what I probably specifically identify or share. 
And so I'm kind of clarifying what these different pillars are. I'm certainly, I'm so passionate, as you know, about cyclical living and feminine embodiment. Another word that I'm really loving is feminine enrichment, creating lives that are enriched by feminine principles. But there's like more, there's more to it, to how I support people. And I I witness this in my, my client work in particular, there's there's other threads and so maybe i'll share this this in another episode so i'm really clarifying what these pillars within my work are there's earth connection there's cyclical living womb wisdom this sense of of slow intentional living simplicity is one of my favorite things in the world is seeking simplicity. I read the most beautiful phrase the other day, which is it was slow seeing or small seeing, the ability to see details slowly in the present moment. I'll talk about this more in another episode. And then this other piece that's really come through is is this soul-led life and really being able to witness your magic, like your essence, to appreciate what it means that you, of all possibilities, it's you who are here in this moment, in this reality, in this existence, moving through this life of which is yours. And just inviting, activating, allowing your soul, your essence to fully come online and lead the way to cultivate the truest alignment for your life, your lifetime. You know, you are a part of it all. Oh. Pisces season. Love it. <laughs> I think I might come back and, and share an episode to kind of dive deeper into these these principles and pillars because they're really starting to clarify for me recently. But I still feel like there's some some bits and pieces that are still clarifying and, and, and integrating in their fullness and their richness. So I think I'm gonna call it call it here today guys it's so lovely to to sit down and talk with you i know this has been a little bit of a rambly chatty version of an episode and it's been entirely self-centered because i'm just talking about me (laughs) but sometimes i think it's really helpful to hear hear what other people are going through maybe something that i've shared really resonates for you maybe it's revealed something you didn't know about me but i hope that there's like medicine here for you if you would like to know more about working with me, you can head to the show notes and, and look there. I offer one-on-one sessions as well as ongoing one-on-one coaching and mentorship. And you'll also find in the show notes the link to the Ancestral Connection Collection. I highly recommend you check that out. If you um, have been in like my space before, if you've been held in sacred ceremony or any kind of online container, you'll probably know that my my guided journeys and meditations are quite visceral. They're very kind of evocative. And whether you are someone who visualizes easy or you feel in your body or however you receive, they're they're very, very powerful, potent explorations and, and journeys. So this Ancestral Connection collection holds, as I said, three long form formats, two of which are beautiful really like potent inner like shamanic journeys which are guiding you in meeting and communing and 
really connecting to your ancestors in one you will meet an ancestral guide in another there is some beautiful ancestral healing and contributing um which is just so delicious and then the third long form format is a embodiment practice which was actually taken from a recording uh within a womb wisdom ceremony which i held which was so so powerful and the reason i was really really keen like i was very sure about including it within this ancestral connection collection because it's actually the invitation to approach connecting to your ancestors and witnessing the presence of your ancestors in an entirely different way to what you might expect so while you know there's so many ways we can you know explore ancestral connection i have a another podcast episode which i'll link below for you actually that's kind of more like tangible practical ways in our own lives to practice ancestral connection and reverence we've kind of got like that sort of side of things and then you know these up the first two recordings they are that real like inner journey visualization receiving shamanic sort of realms that sort of side of things but this particular embodiment practice is actually inviting you to be really present and witness you because the thing is you are the result of all of your ancestors who have come before you on a like a literally a, a genetic DNA level and in all of their choices, their decisions, their realities have been what has created you and therefore your reality that you are living and creating in this moment. And so this particular uh, embodiment practice is an activation of what is present physically, emotionally within your body, particularly your womb space which is the memory keeper, it holds things. It's really activating what is present there and inviting that, bringing that online and inviting that to come up and out, to be expressed. And the thing within this, while that might seem like, well, is that ancestral connection? What are you kind of talking about there? The thing about this is like witnessing what is present within you and allowing like holding space for that and allowing that to come forth that in itself is ancestral healing because so much of what you have probably suppressed so much of what you have probably held within you that hasn't had the opportunity to come through it's probably the same thing the same pattern the same conditioning which has you know seen generations of women before you also suppress those feelings those emotions those words and by activating and allowing your like you yourself <laughs> kind of, I'm getting so excited I can't talk allowing yourself to be in that space and the opportunity to express whatever is lying within you you're also expressing for those who came before you who could not you're also expressing and releasing all of that energy all of that emotion all of that you know that the the remnants of what has been suppressed within your lineage as well and in doing so by feeling that alive within yourself by consciously choosing to awaken and release that within yourself you are also doing so for your ancestors and and for all those who are yet to come after you so this is deep ancestral work i don't believe that you can step into womb work without it being ancestral work on some level so those are the three key journeys within the Ancestral Connection Collection. And there's also a bonus meditation, guided meditation called Meeting Your Mother Line. 
and this is a audio meditation which I am so excited to offer you. It can be an opportunity to meet your mother line if you if you haven't yet kind of made contact, I suppose you could say. And your mother line, if you don't know, is your maternal lineage. So think of this, the, the passage from womb to womb to womb. It is your mother and her mother and her mother before her and her mother before her. And effectively your red thread, your mother line, is the red thread that connects you through all mothers, through all wombs, all the way back to the original mother. This is a powerful, powerful uh, lineage to tap into. And no matter your experience, no matter your generational traumas, you have wise, well and healed ancestors within your lineage and you do have wise, well healed ancestors within your mother line and they are waiting. They are waiting. They've been watching and walking and witnessing you and they're waiting for you to reach out. And this short and sweet meditation, this guided practice packs a punch, I promise you. And it's something that Again, you can use to meet your mother line, but also to continually come back to and just build that relationship, receive from them and call their presence deeper and and further into your life. So if you're interested in diving into all of that, the link for the Ancestral Connection Collection is below. Be sure to jump in and I would love, if you do, I would love to hear your experiences, I would love to hear if anything in particular really resonates or, or shifts in your your overall experiences of ancestral connection within the, the collection. You'll also find the link to Cosmic Weavings, which is my monthly membership, which by the way, for those of you who were like, where's the Pisces new moon episode? Um, sorry that it wasn't present here, but I will say, even though I didn't put an, a podcast episode up, those beautiful members who are inside Cosmic Weavings, they still had access to my Pisces New Moon breakdown within all of the content there. So if you love diving into the moon energies and knowing what's up, knowing what's going on, and you are also seeking to really kind of um, embrace and work with these energies more in your life to weave their magic and their wisdom into your life in a really tangible way, check out Cosmic Weavings because even if I'm not putting a podcast episode up sometimes, you will have the content there and you will have practices, a ritual, you know, journal prompts and this whole context that you can really dive into within the cosmic energies that are present, astrological energies, earth's seasonal energies and rhythms. It's all there. So you don't have to worry if there's a podcast missing, you still got the content. Um, I will put the link for that below as well. You can join us in there. And I think that's it. I think I'm feeling complete. This has been a long one, I know, and I am so grateful for you. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for joining me within Weaving the Wild as often or as you know infrequent as you do. If this show has been useful to you, if you are a regular listener, whether you've listened from day one or you have just found over time that this has been a, a really beautiful tool and resource within your own journey, it would mean the world to me if you left a rating and review over on Apple Podcasts. That makes a huge difference to the show. And when you do, I'd love to be able to say thank you to you. So be sure to screenshot your review and you can email it to me at hello 
hello at rachelhodgins.com or you can send it through in the DMs on Instagram. And once I'm back in Instagram, <laughs> I will I will tend to that and I would love to send you a free gift to say thank you. Let's leave it here today, guys. I am sending you so much love. Go gently, go very slowly within this Pisces season. Be present, listen, listen and receive. I'll see you in the next episode. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to the Weaving the Wild podcast. I'm walking my path here on Jaja Wurrung country, and I acknowledge the Jaja Wurrung elders, past and present. 